Welcome back, everyone. So tonight we've got a very special one because the last uh, few games that have gone by that we're going to be breaking down, Man United ain't won any of them. So it's going to be fucking blinding for the rest of us. Kyle's looking very glum. So, uh, yeah, I bet, I bet you can't wait, Jonesy, can you? No, bro, come on. Let's get this over <laughs> and done with. Superb. Um, before we, we get into sort of breaking down the fixtures and that, I've just got a give a bit of a shout out to uh, a football team that one of my mates plays for. So I don't know like if you guys have heard of uh, St. Pauli, the team in Germany. Yes. Um, like the anti-fascist, all, all of that. But um, So basically, my mate Rui from work, he plays for a team based in Southend that sort of are like a supporters club of St. Pauli. Um, they're called St. Pauli on Sea. Um, basically they sort of like an official affiliated supporters group um, and they play other sort of supporters groups and teams of similar ilks um, mainly for charities and like worthy causes in their area and that um, such as sort of Harp which is um, a, a local uh, homeless charity in Southend and, and things of, of that kind they've also got um, uh, a partnership with football shirt creators, Kit and Bone, um, and they sell the home and away shirts of their kit uh, online and all the money goes to, like, charity. Um, and, it, yeah, it's really good call. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to whack the links in the YouTube description and the description of the podcast episode um, so you guys can sort of follow them on social media and get over to their website and, and buy some shirts. The shirts look blinding. Um so, yeah, well worth doing, um, especially for anyone who sort of is interested in the whole St. Pauli movement and it's quite an interesting team and their their kits look very similar and have got, like, the sort of same vibe about it with, like, the whole skull and crossbones type thing. And, yeah, they, they look quality. So, yeah, there you go, Rui, mate. I've shouted you out. Plus, the the guys that you guys know that I used to play with on uh, in midweek, um, the Footy Killers lot, we're going to set up a little game with St. Pauli on sea um, in the near future. Once sort of we come out of this COVID um, lockdown type stuff. So um, yeah, we'll get a game sorted. We'll come up to, to South end, give them a game and um, yeah, hopefully raise a bit of money. So um, yeah, go from there boys. So anyway, moving on first game, we're going to react to is Chelsea nil Arsenal one. So, I will start with Mr. Boyle. Over to you, mate. Well, it's not... Part, obviously, the result was... It was an amazing result. I know Chelsea made a lot of changes, obviously, with the upcoming games that they've got. But, yeah, I mean, it was a massive howler by Jorginho and Kepa, which was lovely, greatly received by Bamiang to knock it back for ESR to score. But I was impressed with the way we defended. They came at us time and time and time and time again. And we managed to somehow keep a clean sheet. I can't believe that they didn't score, to be honest. But yeah, massively pleased with it, to be honest. I thought there were some good performances in there. I thought Holding played well. I thought Thomas Party had one of his better games. But Chelsea really pinned us in at times. And to keep a clean sheet at Stamford Bridge is very difficult. So yeah, good three points for us. Fair play. Davy boy. Yeah, obviously, it, it didn't feel that important with the season petering out for us. But 
like Matty said, it's still a massive result. Like it's the first win at Stanford Bridge for nearly ten years or something. I think it was. Is it really? Yeah, it's a long, long time. Yeah, um, so it's a big, big result. It's just a shame. Um, it looks like we've sort of run out, run out of time. But um, yeah, they, Chelsea made a lot of changes, as Matty said, but still a very strong side. They've got a really strong squad there. Even with all them changes, it was still a, a squad that you looked at and we were the un- massively the underdogs. Um, it, it was a lucky goal, lucky-ish goal, but I felt like we forced the mistake with the way they were pressing, which just makes you disappointed that they couldn't press like that in other games and show that urgency and, and fluster the, the other team like they did in that game. But... I mean, we did defend well. It was pleasing to see us hang on to a lead for, for pretty much the whole game like that. But it was just the thing that concerns me is that if the only reason we could play like that is because we got that that goal, which we did force the error, but it was still fortuitous. And it set the game up for us to play like that. If we hadn't got that goal, what, you can't just sit there and defend like that with nil-nil. I didn't... We, I didn't didn't see too much attack. I mean, we, we counterattacked a few handful of times, but I mean, we can't base that around. It was a good one-off game that we ground out, but we can't make that the way we play going forward because it's just, it won't work. But yeah, stepping back from being too critical was a massive result at Stamford Bridge to win there with Chelsea in this form. Yeah, it's, um, I didn't realise it's been that long. That's mental that you ain't won there for all yeah. that time. Do, do you think it's sort of, with Chelsea as well, it almost seems like the wheels are coming off at the wrong time for them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They've just lost yeah. the FA Cup final to Leicester. As we speak, they're, they're drawing to Leicester, losing to you. They lost to you, boys. Like, yeah. if, if they if they don't win tonight's game, it's not in their hands anymore, the top four. Yeah. So it's the, it's the risk you take. Like Tuchel said, <laughs> when he lost to, um, lost to us, he, he took the blame and said that he, he felt he made too many changes and... and it sounded like he selected somebody, which he didn't tell you who, but he wished he hadn't selected him. But um, probably Kepa. He took the blame for me, making too many, too many changes there. But that, that's the risk you take. Take when you're worried about the next games and you're trying to rest players. You can sometimes up, upset the momentum, and you're better off just carrying through with the the core that have sort of been instrumental to the run. Um, so he's like you say, he's, he's probably kind of just made their momentum stutter just at the wrong time. And now they've got a massive loss in that FA. I know they'll say they've won the FA Cup loads of times and all that, but it was still a punch in the guts to lose in a final. You, you always want to win if you're in a final. And, and it just makes you question yourself and probably knock their confidence a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, before that FA Cup game, they were on they were on fire, to be fair. I mean, It's unbeatable, didn't they? Yeah. Since he's come in, he's proper... Steady. Well, even steady. Wouldn't even use steady the ship as the phrase. The ships sailed quite nicely, isn't it? They're smooth, mate. Yeah, very smooth. But, it's hard because they wasn't smashing goals. They were winning games, yeah. But yeah. they still were. And this, I think, the thing is, the goals have dried up. Yes. and that's why now they're starting to lose or whatever. You know, they're not. They're not starting to look as good anymore because the goals have dried. I mean, they're not getting them results anymore. I mean, fucking hell! Imagine if they had a striker who could finish his dinner. Jesus Christ! Yeah, they, well, there's they, one. Of, there's one available, isn't there? <laughs> he ain't going there. He's only on the bench tonight because Havertz is injured. Oh no! I, we, I was on about. Um, oh, Harry Kane. Kane. Oh no! Oh no! Not him. 
the, the thing <laughs> is, like, we're going on a tangent here already, but... Yeah, it's always going to happen at some point in this if, chat. It, yeah, if if you're Chelsea, like, you've, you've got to have a go at him, haven't you, surely? Like, he won't go on Chelsea. Why not? He, he wants yeah. to leave Tottenham because he wants to win trophies. He wants to yeah. he wants to stay in the, in the Premier League because he's chasing that record. Why would you go Chelsea? It only leaves a handful of teams that he's, that are available, really. Yeah, I'm just interested in him. He's got to go City. It's, it, yeah, he's he's going where he wants basically. For me, he, he literally, if he if he wants to go Chelsea, he will end up at Chelsea. I think he's going to end up where exactly where he wants to go. I just personally don't think he wants Chelsea. I think here here go United or City, whoever. Again, okay, without it, without, without being disrespectful to Man United, why the fuck would he go to Man United over Man City? Please explain to me. Not this. Not I'm not, City might want Haaland. That might be their target. It, 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 they're it not going to buy both of them. He will never. He, he's at the pri- He's in the prime of his career. Chelsea just scored, by the way. Yeah, I just see it, yeah. In the prime of his career, it's now or never, as a lot of pundits you would have listened to over the last week or so since he's made it even more known that he wants to leave. It's like City, for me, is the only logical destination for him. Oh, of course. They're more attractive. Yeah, and they need a centre-forward, don't they? Yeah. Again, though, from their point of view... Man City don't pay money like that. They, They pay 60s... They pulled out a Maguire. They what they're looking for. And the, the thing is, Greg, as well, like with, with the money that they're going to be after for him, if, you, if you're City, do you really risk that with someone with them biscuit ankles or, or do you go for Haaland? Like, I, exactly. personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't outlay that money on a 27 year old Harry Kane whose injury problems are getting more and more as he gets older. I think. Chelsea might go for him and get a bid accepted. It's whether he goes no, to Chelsea. No, I don't think... I don't think, I don't I don't think, think Tottenham would accept a bid. Yeah. Outside no. of Arsenal, Chelsea are probably Tottenham's second most hated team. Yeah, but yeah. If, it don't matter. If they, if, if they if give Levy... If, Abramovich puts the, if he puts the money up, Abramovich, if he says yes, then Daniel Levy can't say no because Harry Kane wants to go. But Harry Kane can say no to Chelsea. Daniel, fact, Daniel if, Levy would sell anyone to any fucker. He don't give a toss. If yeah, they give him the money he's after, he'll yeah, accept true. the bid. They tell him to Arsenal is, tomorrow. The thing, the thing, the thing I'm thinking is, right, listen, United, the, the, the state that United are in, I don't think we can spend over 100, 100 plus million on Haaland and think he, he's not proven. See, I think Kane would be a better signing for us because, no, he is, not in the Premier, he's not, but with Kane. But City... I think if, if City gets told, yeah, you can have a cane for 120, they'd be like, hold on a minute, put an extra 30 and we're going by a 20-year-old Haaland who will be yeah. with us for the next 10 years or whatever. Yeah, It's more... And yeah. City are in that position where they can, they can afford to have Haaland and, exactly. he, but ten, and ten, they can just go... What you're saying don't exist anymore, bro. 10 years. What? He ain't going to be at a club for 10 years. Why no. not? Highly unlike. Well, highly unlike. Because Min, Mino Raiola is his fucking agent. Yeah. But if City dominate world football for the next... Which they, there's no one, there's not a lot of teams that are, are very close to him, really. If, like if, Frost, like, if he goes to a club like City, he'll don't know that. No, you don't I think he will. Yeah, because no one else will be able to afford him either. No, no, exactly. Yeah, of course, he, of course, he would stay for ten years. He'd do a five-year contract, five, six year, and then when it comes, he'd do another three or four. I said it's easily done. What he's saying is, Kane is that he wants his future sorted out before the Euros. 
what a lot of the rumours are coming out and the, the word is that Levy's going to be an arsehole and make, him, make this go right down to the end of the transfer window. I don't know whether that's to keep... I, I don't think he will. He can't. Well, you say that, but you don't you don't know what Tottenham are thinking at the minute. No. He's on a free he's on a three year contract. Yeah, Tottenham could command a massive do what the fuck they want. Yeah, if yeah. I'm Tottenham, I ain't selling him for any price. No, I'd, I'd yeah, you'd make him rot if you really. This wanted. is the moment where they'll get the most money for him, though. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But it's also in a climate where people don't want to pay the money, though. Yeah, so what what it's do a difficult you, one? Two years ago. I know he would have been two years younger, but two years ago, any club would have bit in one fifties. Bang. So, what do you think? What do you think? At what sort of bid is Levy going to say yes to? What one twenties? I reckon. What yeah. made him sell? I, I think hundred mil plus. Yeah. I think if you put hundred mil down, you get him. But I actually reckon in this climate, there's going to be a lot of deals, right? That are X amount now, and there's going to be lots of. Installments I did on these things because of the climate, and I think yeah. teams have just got to accept that you're not, you might not get the full whack for him right now. But again, I reckon if you went to Levy, listen, we're going to give you 80 million up front. Arsenal started you... the trend because they've done that. Well, yeah. <laughs> nah, mate, I've been doing it since day on Football Manager, don't worry about that. <laughs> I, can, I love a little three year installment or free payments over three years <laughs> or that crap. Um, <laughs> I reckon there's going to be a lot of deals like that. So again, 80 million up front. Next, 30 million next season, 30 million season. He's still going to get his big bucks for Kane and it's not the massive outlay. Can you imagine what he there. would have been going for had it not been COVID? 150. I think it's only 150 tops for him, even without COVID, yeah. to be fair. You're saying that like you're buying a packet of sweets down the shop. Like, £150 million for a player is obscene. Yeah, it, it is a joke. But it, it's, back a it's obscene. No, it is, it is a joke, but I mean, I'd say for me, I'd love him at United. I think it'd be quality for us. Let's, um, let's let's get back on track anyway. We'll no doubt cover mm. this more in the next few weeks, especially in in the post season, boys, when we go through transfers and that. But um, let's move on to to the next game anyway, yeah. which is the one <laughs> Greg's been looking forward to. This Man United two, Liverpool four. I'll tell you what, Carl, I'll let, I'll let you start us, mate. Before Why? Before. Why? You've Why? got to talk about it. So you can make well, it as long as you started long. so well. The game started so well for you. You might as well start. Oh, right, well, listen. Start that, calling that... you Delilah. Why? 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 4-2. Right. Yeah. It start, we started well. When the goal went, I thought we dominated the game for the first 15, 20 minutes or whatever. We got the goal and I thought, well, do you know what? We can go and smash these little shit cunts tonight. And uh-huh. then we just went, and then we just went to absolute noodle, pot noodle. Like it was, pot. it was just, I mean, I, I don't even think Liverpool actually played that well, but yet they just absolutely destroyed us. If this week has not shown us that we need fucking centre-halves, we've been, no, no one's fully convinced on Maguire anyway, but look how much we miss him. We are awful without him. Absolute Awful. What's the, but yeah, well, sorry, well just done. About I mean, him. What's the situation with him and his injury, by the way? I think he's out for the cup final and all. Is it? What's he done? I, I do you know what? I, I'm, I don't even know. I thought he was back for the final, but on this tonight, the commentary on the game tonight, they were talking about that. It, that's why he's put t- started two in his AB tonight because he's trying to see who he wants to pair with Lindelof. Fair play. Him or Bailly. Oh, fair I enough. Mean, yeah, no, I'm a bit. I mean, honestly, the way we've been playing, we're going to get beat next week. I can feel it. But 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, hold a bang, United. You've let Bobby Bobby Firmino score twice against you, and <laughs> Dean and Dean Henderson. I've been a bit of a critic of him for a long time. See you later. I've seen on Sky Sports tonight that they're fucking. We, we we're going to stick with the hair. Fucking good. I'm sorry. The geezer's gone. Nah, he's an, he's pissed me off. Oh, I've had <laughs> of him. That is not a happy camper. Yeah. <laughs> it's lucky it don't really mean fuck all. It's lucky that our position sort of cemented. I'm telling you honestly, because well, you've it been a great year, week. Oh, and you're still second though, aren't you? You haven't had a no, no, game no, no. But just such a shit you are. <laughs> I'm sorry, we don't, get a pen- we don't get a penalty every 30 minutes. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, right now, sulky bollocks is at his say, uh, Greg. We'll, we'll go over to you. Greg. <clears throat> let him have it, Gory. <laughs> Fucking let him have it. Let him, I'm surprised he's he's not still going. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> oh, I've got over that. Oh, you're right, mate. I've been stung. I've been stung again since that tonight. Don't worry about it. I'm over your game. Fucking oh. hell. No, to be mate. To be fair, I was I was spitting feathers when we went one 0 down. I was ready to turn it off. I thought, like what Carl said, like they started quite well, and now like, when they scored, and especially being an own goal, I was like, I was ready to go. I was thinking, this is going to be fucking humiliating for us. And then, yeah, just all like you know we. It's a bit funny, really, like because Carl, I didn't think we played amazing. We just we just settled down and got into a bit of a rhythm. Trent had a really good game. Um, you know, for all the criticism he's had, he, he did he did do really well. But like, yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't see us having a four goal game in us anyway, but. You just went apart as soon as they as soon as they scored the first. I don't know what happened, but it just they just fell to pieces, and we just like capitalised on certain certain areas, certain mistakes that they made, and yeah, like you, you know, big Nat Phillips popping up in a box and fucking swiveling and turning, and then Jota, you know, whatever he did, little flick, Henderson no chance because he's shit, um, and then. Yeah, super fucking Firmino, fucking. But to be fair, I think the free kick was um, the free kick like was a bit lucky, wasn't it? I think um, what happened? Uh, happened on the free kick. I don't know, if it... but anyway, we got it. Salah probably fell over his laces or something. Yeah, you're probably right, Greg. No, something. I think the ref got in the way and gave a free kick, and then we took it. I, I don't know, but it. Yeah, I mean the free, yeah, decent ball, Firmino at the back stick, and then half time's a different talk, then, isn't it? Really, do you know what I mean? And then he scores again, he pops up again. I don't fuck knows what happened to you lot trying to play out the back. I mean, you got four Beckenbauers at the back trying to fucking play it out, but yeah, yeah. unfortunately, one of them's unfortunately one of them's called Fred. Yeah, that's the problem. Fred Beckenbauer. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't get it. You know, I've I've had this chat with uh, so many people. Apparently, this, the statistics say that by keeping the ball from a goal kick now, keeping possession, even though it's in your third, keeping that possession is better off than battling for the ball in the centre, like battling for the seconds off of a goal kick, basically. That's what they're saying. But... Eh? 
an interesting debate for sure because some managers are swearing by it, Arteta being one of them, when he doesn't have the players to play the fucking system in the first place. But I just don't get it though. I really don't, right? Because yeah, it's never okay. been a until recently. I don't think I don't when when did this start becoming a thing? Was I don't know. Last but... year? I don't even remember. No, Pep Guardiola. You might not get you might not get possession, right? You battle for the second ball, but where are you battling for like where are you battling for that second ball? It's in the middle of the pitch. Rather than your rather than rather than fucking it up, losing it on your own third, your own defensive third, for the other team to then maybe get a chance and fucking score, which is it's happening every week. I remember when we played you at Anfield and we were trying to do that against the, the best team probably is the, probably the high press, yeah. Pressing, I mean, Jesus. But, but again, worst opponent to do it against. We're not even we're not even in that sort of space anymore where we probably are the best pressers at the minute. But you yeah. still don't you still don't do it to us. You don't do that. Why Man United think that they could have done that is just. But whatever, you know. That plays into your hands if they're. Yeah, of course. Play. But that was that was free one, and then as soon as we got free one, it was like you know. The game, I don't, yeah, it's just, it was a weird game. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm fucking over the moon. We beat them fucking scummy pricks. But, you know, they got the game called off and then fucking... Good luck with Fulf, yeah? Good luck with Fulf. All the best for <laughs> Oh, here we go. You got the game called off, then you had to fit it in, and he fucking plays a shit team Same against Leicester to play his best team against us, and you fucking played shit. You played better against Leicester with the kids. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, no, you, no, no, but Trevor Sinclair wants us to dock points for that. How many points does he want to dock for the Liverpool game when we played our best team? Fucking silly prick. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, and then the fourth goal was, you know, Curtis Jones put Mo, uh, Mo Salah through and, uh, you know, he weren't never going to pass, was he? But he slotted it, so. He never does. No, he don't. But do you know what? Fuck it. He, you know, it, it was a brilliant result. Couldn't. Couldn't lock it. Before we move on to the next game, Greg, what did you make of the whole Mane handshake situation? Um, yeah, I mean... Did he pie a club? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Klopp, Klopp yeah. went to shake his hand at the end of the game and he basically and he threw his it. hand up and was like, fuck off, pretty much. And then he started yeah, to get so, well, yeah. anyway, so there can't be no bad feeling. The thing is, yeah, the thing is, right, he's done that. He's done that on camera, which is probably makes it even worse. He probably would have got it in the changing room. Do you know what I mean? Or he would have got that. He would have been called into the office. He would have got it. And he would have been reminded of his fucking himself. At the end of the day, he was dropped in that game because he hasn't been. The only thing I can think of is because he scored in the game previous, he's probably thinking you know, I should be starting. But at the end of the day, he scored against Southampton, but he's been shit. Yeah, he's not been shit. So it was probably a case of, you know, okay, you scored, but you haven't been good enough in, in this, in this like, in, I don't know, the last few months. But you can... even, even maybe more than a few months. He just hasn't been good enough. So he probably deserved to be dropped. Yeah. But you know, but that's personally that that's why you have a squad. You know, you, you're not going to have you're not going to play 38 games in the Premier League and have 38 worldies, are you? Sometimes you need a little bit of reminding that you, you're yeah. not guaranteed to start a game. You know, 
Aubameyang hasn't he hasn't reacted the best sometimes when he's been taken off. No, not but he hasn't he hasn't disrespected the manager as in no face to face. Whereas Mane did, and it got caught on camera. Yeah, but I, I think he would have been you know he would have been reminded of himself by Klopp for that, and yeah, hence hence probably why he did start the next game because it's probably just dealt with you know finish it and try and get back to fucking being the Mane that everyone knows, you know? Mm. But yeah, I do think it was very, it was very, don't get me wrong, I've been in them positions where, you know, you don't want to, sometimes you don't want to fucking, you know, pat on the back because you feel a great, like, you feel that, you know, you should be playing or whatever, but at the end of the day, you bastard. But this is, but at the end of the day, these, 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 this is professional football. Yes, yeah, again. You're this, not guaranteed to start a game. That's why you have two players in every position in the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Position. And if I you're think, not doing it, there's a chance that you might not start the next game. And that's the way it should be. Exactly. Yeah, but you know, we're not Man City, as in we haven't got... No. I don't think, I don't think we've got someone better than Mane no. to then just yeah. bring in. And I think he, I think he probably realised, he's like, well, you know, who are you bringing in that's better than me? We ain't really. Yeah, that's true, yeah. If if someone was coming in that was better than him, maybe he might, you know, reality check is he's got someone that's competition. He ain't got competition. Mm. Only now Jota, Jota can slot into any one of them f- four positions that is helping us. The fact is that we can drop either one of them, Bobby, Mo, or Sadio Mane, we can drop either of them and Jota can just slot in. But we haven't got one in each position. So it's a bit, yeah, I, I just, it, it was wrong. It was wrong. Were you, shocked, think, were you shocked that they loaned Minamino, considering like the squad depth? Or not I, really? I don't yeah. think, he, I don't think he showed anywhere near enough. Yeah, good even, enough, mate. No, to even warrant being in our squad. Yeah. You know. I just meant from a depth point of view, like if you get one of them players injured, then you yeah. got and He's not even getting games for Southampton now. Yeah. No, not yeah, not really. Do you know the thing is, I I I sort of said to Carl at the weekend, he bought on Shakiri. Yeah. Um, against West Brom, and I was like, well, just he ain't been playing, and he hasn't been the same player since last year. Yeah. You know what I mean, he hasn't been able to make that impact this year, and if you're not playing, you definitely can't make impact. So it, our squad is so thin, like it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. bare. Again, the defensive side that's been found this. Oh, 100, yeah, yeah. But I still, yeah, I think you know, we need to reinforce a bit in the summer and bring in some quality to challenge them players that start. Oh, massively, massively, yeah. Because we've even got some midfielders. We've got plenty of midfielders, but even some of them are just not doing it. You know, like you know, the Ox, Ox never plays ever. Mm, you know, loves, loves an injury, the fella, doesn't he? Yeah, but um, he done so well for us on a period, and then got injured, and then he just ain't been able to get back in. Nabby Kato is the same. Nabby. Nabby. Let's um let's move on to the to the next game. Um boys. We, like I said, we, we normally I'll do it in the order that they happened as well. Um so we're going with the Leeds game next and then we'll be back on to you in a sec, Greg. Um so Burnley nil, Leeds United four, um, which was the early kickoff on Saturday. Um yeah, like, like I said to you boys before before we started recording, Burnley started quite well against us. They come out of the blocks um, fast and it's almost like these teams know what we're about with our 
with our high press and our intensity in, in the way that we play. And it's like they want to meet fire with fire early doors. But that can only last so long. Like, And we've sort of grown into the division now in, in the sense that we're quite happy to sort of not go completely 100% gung-ho with it at the start. Half sort of let them have a go until we sort of feel that they're starting to, to drop off a little and then we step it up. And it's exactly what happened in this game. We um, we took a, probably half hour to get going. Um, and then once we did, it was curtains. Um, my boy Clicky is back. Mateus Click, um, he's back to his best, mate. He was fucking phenomenal again. I was so happy. I love that man. Um, he scored an absolutely superb goal. And I don't know if you've seen the goal. Um, it was fucking hilarious because Jack Harrison's bombing down the left wing when Clicky's moseying through the middle. And Click picks up the ball just inside our half. And Harrison's wide open down the left the whole time. And you can hear it because there weren't no crowd. You can hear him screaming at him. He's going, pass, pass, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the fucking ball. He's going the whole time. And then Clicky just cuts back inside and curls, whips it bottom corner. And Harrison, as, as he turns to shoot, Harrison like throws his arms up. He's like, fuck's sake. And then he just like sort of turns and goes, oh, fair play. And then like <laughs> tail between his legs goes over and celebrates with him. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. But um, yeah, that that was, um, I was well pleased with that. And then once we've gone in with, with the lead at halftime, it was just one-way traffic. We've bashed them second half. Uh, a good little goal from Harrison flicked in, um, diverted Alioski's shot into the net. And then Rodrigo, who's, who's finally back fit, we, we actually give him a chance up top, which we, we've been playing him in, in, in the cam roll, number 10, and we give him a chance up top, took Bamford off quite early, which has sort of been unheard of. We took him off in about 58, 58 minutes or something like that. Um, and then Rodrigo come on and he, he bagged two goals in the space of about five minutes. Um, How's that and pass from Calvin Phillips, by the way? I was, I was going to mention that. like Joke. Not many players in oh. world football have that in the locker. Yeah. Like people, like he's, he's got the moniker of the Yorkshire Perlo, uh, and he's had that at, at Leeds for a while now. That's the reason. So, like, like I said, you, you don't see many players fizzing balls like that, oh. pinpoint accuracy, banging it into into the person at full pelt, yeah. and it it was just magnificent. Like, and he does that fucking five to ten times a game. He's just got these 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 passes in the locker and it's it's such a, a great advantage for us to have someone in that defensive midfield role who's pretty much our midfield enforcer. He breaks play up, but also has that passing ability to turn uh, like a defensive tackle on the edge of our box into... An attack. Yeah. We, we've got three people bombing forward and he's picked one out and we're, we're bombing, like we're outnumbering them then. In, at the edge of their box and it's like fuck me and it sort of must be so hard to play against knowing that if you commit forward yeah and we tackle you and he has the ball you're pretty much fucked because he's going to find the pass it's very rare he misplaces one yeah like it, it was class and the two finishes from Rodrigo were just absolutely magnificent the first one in particular it, it was world class like he, 
he's, he's had two touches and he's beat two defenders and chipped the goalkeeper. All, all like in two simple touches. He just made it look so effortless and so easy. It was actually quite Burkamp-esque, that goal. It reminded me of a few that he he done like over, over the years where it was oh. just into him and just with one those push were, and those touch. Those were the days, lads. Those were the days. But do you know what I mean? It, like, just, now we got Eddie and Ketia. Yeah. Don't, remind, don't remind them. Fuck. <laughs> with one sort of, his first touch, he's just killed the ball and put it in his stride and taken out two defenders just with one touch and just killed them. You could see the defenders were, and they're supposed to be top defenders, Ben Mee and James Tarkowski. Like, they're, some, they're touted as very good defenders where like, they should be nicking moves. And over the last few years, people have been saying that they're going to be nicking moves to bigger sides than that. Um, awesome. And, yeah, but he's just roasted them. Like, just, it was class. Well, well impressed. There's one thing as well. I don't really know what's happened with it, but Dwight McNeil and Alioski had a bit of a... Yeah, what was that all about? Well, I don't really know. It's, it's, it's a bit of a strange one where... It, how it's looked... Look, Alioski's known as a, as a wind-up merchant. He's, he's got the, the, the fucking mentality of a nine-year-old ADHD yeah, he, he, child. He that right? with Pepe, didn't he? That didn't work. Yeah. He kept saying Peppa Pig to him, apparently. He was just going, Peppa Pig, Peppa, and just winding him up. And just, he's, <laughs> the geezer's a fucking lunatic. And he's known as... Peppa oh, Pig has killed me. Yeah. And he's, he's just yeah, he's a madman. Peppa Pig, I'm sorry. He, he, he is a wind-up merchant, the fella. And he's over... How I was looking at it during the game was he's winding up McNeil. McNeil's got the ump, lashed out at him. Yeah. And he's made the most of it, Alioski. Like, he's rolled around, again, to wind him up even more. And then McNeil's lost his fucking head, and he's gone over him. And it's weird, because when you watch the footage back, it looks like he's gobbed at Alioski. Because there's... It looks like he spat at him, because you can see sort of spit come flying out and just miss his head. And then he's standing over him, like, giving him abuse. And then the next minute, Alioski stood up. And I don't know if you see his reaction. Yeah. Like... He's, he's basically got no. up with his tongue out. He's giving it the art. And then he's gone, nah, and done like the stupid fucking punching the face at him. I'd play against him. I'd that, yeah. him in the face. Was it the fact that Sean Dyche was going a bit mental as well on the side? That well, he'd done that to Dyche, the whole, yeah. Nah, like yeah, giving yeah, him a bit of stick. So yeah. it's, it's all just looked a bit, I thought it was fucking hilarious at the time. But now it's sort of come out that, Dice said after the game that Burnley have made a report against yeah. one of the Leeds players. Mm. But then he got asked what it was, and then he yeah, and they, they were quite sort of coy about what it what it is. So it, I can't really comment because we don't know what it is. But at the end, when it happened, the camera show Alioski saying to the referee, "Did you hear what he said to me? Did you hear what he said to me?" Yeah. So I don't know what McNeil said, and it was quite weird that McNeil got subbed pretty much straight away. Yeah. So, I don't know if McNeil's got a bit lost his head and got a bit out of hand, and they're trying to sort of Cover flip it, it on us. Surely that's not the end of that, though, is it? That's yeah. That's so, it's a it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one, really. So, like, it's hard to comment until you sort of know what's been said or what the accusations are. Um, I see everyone. The the first thing as soon as reports are being made and accusations are made are. Racism. That's what the first sort of thing that, that, that does the rounds on Twitter. And there was people saying that like the gesture Alioski made was 
some sort of racist gesture. If it is, it's the first I fucking knew of that being a racist gesture. Like, it's the sort of thing you do to, to make a kid laugh. And yeah. do you know what I mean? It's just childish. It's something of nothing. You just don't know. A hundred percent. So I don't know if it's just being looked into a bit too much or what, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. But all in all, like buzzing with a performance. Um, and yeah, we, we just destroyed them, really. It was fucking quite easy. Um, but yeah, so, so that sort of covers that one. But um, Very good result. Yeah, yeah, massive result. But a lot, not a lot of teams go to Turf more. They, yeah, they don't get bashed up. That's the no, thing. They don't get bashed not, up. Not yeah. there anyway. And you could see as well, like, barring the, the, the McNeil reaction, their players were rattled, mate. So rattled. Not like, like losing 4-0 at home, is it? But even even when we was 1-0 up, Matty, and and then 2-0 up, like, that Ashley Westwood, all he done all game was hack someone down and then scream in the ref's face every time a foul was given. And it... it there used to be the tying up process, yeah. That, like you get to a certain amount of, of fouls given away, it's in, like an immediate yellow, regardless of how petty they are. This fucker must have been in double figure fouls given away before he got booked, and it weren't just the fouls. It was after every foul, he's in the ref's face. That you that went for a stage of being an immediate booking as well. You're getting in the ref's face, yeah, shouting yeah, at him. Was, yeah. He was doing both. I don't know how the geezer stayed on the pitch. Like he he was massively rattled, but. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was, it was brilliant to see. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So after that, Burnley, um, <laughs> happy place, happy place, Turf Moor. It's not their fucking happy place, is it? Um, and also Mate Vidra. Oh, don't talk to me big about mid- middle finger for you, mate. You rejected, <laughs> you rejected coming to Leeds a few seasons ago because you thought you was going to be big time going to the Premier League. That fucking him. Burnley, but. Uh, yeah, enjoy enjoy that one, sunshine. Enjoy your four 0 Oh, by the way, on before we move on, on the point of Vidra, Melier again showed that he, how fucking world class he is and is gonna yeah, be. He's a good keeper, isn't he? He good save, good barely save. had anything to do, and it's a sign of a class goalkeeper when you you, you very rarely have much to do, at, but then when you're called upon, yeah, he's true. there. And there was two phenomenal saves he made, where pretty much one on ones. And he and he's he's come out like smelling of roses both times. The the guy is fantastic. Yeah. To to get him in for five million at the end of last season is where did you get him from? Lorient, Lorient. in, in yeah. France. That's where Laurent Koscielny came from. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but yeah, it, oh, yeah. it's uh, another stroke of genius getting in for that that money as a steal. Like, what would he yeah, be I'll worth already? Twenty one years I'll old. Wish. I thought he was shit, to be honest. He's proved me wrong. I thought coming off, I thought, who the fuck is this? I didn't, did he, he didn't really play for you last year, did he? He did played he play the, the last sort of 10, 15 games once Keith oh, yeah, got banned. He's, yeah, no. he's still going to have his dodgy moments, but that's going to come with age. To, but what he's showing already is the fact that he is going to be class. Yeah. Yeah, very good. 100%. While we're doing this, by the way, it's 2-1 now, Chelsea, Leicester. Oh, now Ian Acho's Ian Acho's just come on and bagged bagged the goal. He's gone to the tuck shop. On this bloke, didn't he? Desmond. Um, Desmond would do. Desmond, yeah. But um yeah, you. let's let's move on to back to you, Mr. Greg. Um West Brom one, Liverpool two. And That's I'm sure good. there's something in particular you're gonna wax lyrical about. So uh 
over to you, GK. <laughs> um, oh, mate, do you know what? I didn't, I didn't, I was entertaining on the, on the oh, weekend. So I was, I, yeah, I was entertaining. So I didn't, I didn't catch it a lot, but what? what is that off? Yeah, well. Yeah, no we sponsors. didn't, I forgot to actually mention that at the start, start of the episode, but Greg's sort of known, uh, for the audio listeners who, who don't watch it on YouTube, Greg's known for it. He has a hat on every episode, a different hat, every, every episode. Today's the first time he's actually got his barnet out. So, uh, yeah. Jonathan's, Jonathan's out. He, he, he has got hair for everyone that, that hasn't seen it before. And he's, and he's put brill cream in it. <laughs> He's giving himself a little spray of fucking yeah. fruit and all. I'll get it out. It's nice and fresh, but... Have you put um, your earring in as well? God, I got rid of them a few years ago, mate. A bit of a shine on your in. But yeah, no, what a cult of the game. Um, mate, I can't believe, yeah, like, we struggled against them both times this year. I really don't understand... But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Like because they, you know, obviously they pulled up a result against Chelsea and whatnot. But in between that, they're sh- they're shit, aren't they? Like, and, and, that's, <laughs> oh, shit. and that's why they've gone down. Like you know, I don't want to be horrible about it, but you know, um, don't want to be horrible. They're shit. That's why they. No, <laughs> no but they've, yeah, but they they deserve it because they've gone down. They're they're, they're not good enough. Yeah. They, they seem to have been able to play well against us for the two games, but and like you know, how the Robson Canoe got <coughs> good goal. I, you know, I was I was cursing Allison a little bit because I thought he possibly could have done a bit better, but you weren't after that. No, yeah, well there you go. But um, again, yeah, like Salah's pulled us out of trouble. You know, great finish like, out of nothing as well because I didn't think we we were going to get sort of. Back in the game, um, well, we, we wasn't. I thought we was going to get back in the game, but like we wasn't looking like we was. And then, yeah, just out of nothing, like the finish was uh, like unreal from outside the box and that. Um, I think Johnston was at like full stretch. I don't think he could have done any anything else. Um, but then it's just yeah, like second half was just like you know trying nothing, just trying, and then. I mean, it's got to the last, last, like, last seconds. And, you know, I've sort of said to Kyle, like, that's it, we fucked it, sort of thing. You know, that was our, sort of, like, our season. And then, yeah, fucking Big Ali comes up and no one marks him. And then, yeah, like, literally, Some I, sit, I sit like, mm. well, if you was here, you would have the scream that come out of my mouth. <laughs> Yeah, just <laughs> scream the house down like he every- shouted to the kids and everything. Harrison, come on with those knees, Harrison. <laughs> Mate, I was like, the missus was like, what, 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 what's going on? I was like, Mate, I just screamed the house down. I couldn't believe what I just like. Witnessed. You know, like I've seen other keepers score goals, but they're mainly like scraps and they volley it in or they tap it in. I don't think I've ever seen a keeper come up and like fucking, you know, it's a bullet header that a striker would even be proud of. It's a phenomenal leap and a great header. Like I've, yeah, I've only, sorry. I've only seen that like like a header like that from a keeper once, and it was Paul Robinson when he played for Leeds. We played Swindon in the FA Cup, and we needed a goal, and he came up last minute, 
And he done it was very similar, but he's gone up front post and he's just fucking flicked it to the far post, top corner. Yeah. And uh, well, I don't know if you know, but that was the first well, didn't he, from a place kick. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was at White Hart Lane. No? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that. That Alisson goal, though, is the first headed goal by a goalkeeper in the Premier League. Keep, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Because there's keepers score, but never a header. That's what I'm game. saying. Like, you know, you've seen it where, you know, for, um, Howard, he done that big kick and it zipped up off the deck. and Begovic, wasn't it? Yeah, when they all just, like, you know, toe poke it in or something, but, like, this header, it was a joke. It was for not like it was unreal. Leaning back as well. You sort of like he had to sort of go back to it as well. Oh, it wasn't like yeah, you know. like any striker would have been like happy. Yeah, like to even. But um, has any of you been on Sky Sports today? Like on the app? Nah. The um, the Brazilian um commentary to it is unreal. Like oh, really, you know what you know what they're like when they just go. He was like, Alisson, Alisson, go! <laughs> unbelievable, literally. It's South American commentary is superb, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. Like, literally, I just... But, yeah, I just couldn't believe it, mate, to be honest. Like, literally. I, I must admit, like, obviously, I'm not associated with Liverpool in any way, shape or form. But... There's nothing better than seeing a goalkeeper come up and score a goal. 100%. Especially in the last uh, knockings of the game. Just seeing a goalkeeper come up gets me buzzing. I'm like, yes, you just want to see it because you know that something's going to happen. Either it's going to be a scramble or he's going to get on the end of the same, or it's going to be a break the other end. Um, But for him to come up and bag that, it was just... Brilliant! Like I, I, I was, I was over the moon for him because he's such a uh, and the legendary thing is, What it meant as well, like yeah. you know, obviously the emotions there. It's kept, it's kept our Champions League dream alive, like and it, you know, the fact he's he's a fucking keeper, and it, <laughs> it's it's taken for him to score the goal that's keeping our dream alive. Plus, what he's been through, like he, he's had a shit few months. Obviously, he lost his dad and and whatnot, and and coupled with all the mistakes he's made. Yeah, and and that yeah. that's that's happened within the time, obviously, of him losing yeah. his dad and everything. And you saw that in the the interview he t- he gave straight after. Brilliant interview. Yeah, it was just raw emotion. It made me love the guy. Yeah, and you know, like. He hasn't he hasn't really done media since because he says he finds it hard to talk about, which I, you know, I can imagine I've not lost you know touch with, but anyone that has, you know, like I can imagine the rawness and everything, and for him to yeah come out and he, yeah it, it was just fucking unreal. And as I say that the sound that came out of my my voice like out of my, my mouth was just unbelievable. I was <laughs> gutted. I was gutted. I had the I had the Desmond. I had the draw in the in the predictions. I thought this is a touch. You lot have all gone Liverpool. I thought I've got some points here. The the other thing back back on the Desmond, Carl, West Brom should have had another goal, mate. Oh, it was, oh, yeah. was yes. yeah. I mean, yeah, oh, I even spoke about that. We but. spoke about it in the group, didn't we? In the WhatsApp group at the time. And they've obviously disallowed it because of Matey standing in the front. He's in front of Alisson, yeah. That's all I can, that's all I can but, think. It's but that, that. It, the head has come in so quick and then been knocked inside. It, it wouldn't have mattered. Actually, yeah, he wasn't affecting Alisson really and truly. It was pinpoint. It was like header in. Like it, It's mm. almost hit Bartley and gone in. Do you know what I mean? Like Alisson would never have had a chance to... Re- yeah, to but... Over. 
Man United had a goal tonight that, you know, Fernandez didn't touch that. I don't care what anyone's... He did not... Uh, we're not on that game yet. Just don't, I don't want to talk about it. We're not on that game yet. <laughs> not on that game. Well, we're, we're yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we spoke enough about Alisson's fucking worldy yeah. anyway. No, it was absolutely fantastic. Fair play to him. Um, and yeah, that, that interview, if, if any of you haven't seen that, get get on the interview from, from Alison after the game. It was it was emotional, it was honest, it was raw, it was yeah, it was brilliant, it's refreshing. I love interviews like that, that from players and a lot of like we 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 discussed we, even when we had tubes on, a lot of them are pretty robotic in their responses. It's that that standard, oh yeah, looking forward to the game the weekend, blah blah yeah. blah. This was a good result, that was a bad result. That was brilliant, that interview. So refreshing. I was sort of Captivated watching it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. But um, yeah, let, let's move on on to you then, Jonesy. Back to uh, oh. to the scumbags. Yeah, um, yeah, the theatre yeah. of shit at the Shitford end tonight. Um, Man United won. Fulham, the championships, Fulham won. They're still We're Premier League, Barcelona. Not in there yet. Now, do you know what? I do want to say, though, it was lovely to see fans back inside Old Trafford. It is nice to it see It was in a couple back. of weeks ago. What are you about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually see a tweet. It's like, this is the first time Man United fans have been in outside Old Trafford for 10 days. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were, wearing, they were wearing green and yellow. What was... That's not your colours, mate. I don't understand. They're Norwich fans, right. aren't they? They're glory hunters. Because <laughs> Norwich have won more than them this year. <laughs> no, they not yet. They have. They've won the league. I don't. I don't know. They were champions, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I mean, again, started the game. I mean, in all fairness, we don't. They had their moments for them, but the game was quite comfortable. We just couldn't kill the game off. Um. Cavani, lovely finish, but as Greg said, it was a hundred percent offside. And I again, I thought he touched it, so I thought, well, it's, it's, it's definitely on side, but then. Then when I said the VAR was looking at it, I'm thinking, well, if he hasn't, he, he hasn't touched it, but it got given, but it would do because it's old traffic. Of course it would do. Um, Glad you but, said that. Because <laughs> um, yeah, just... Leeds were playing at the same time, so I've not seen it. I just saw a little clip of it on Twitter before we come on. So that bit where he's flicked it through, he obviously ain't not touched, touched it. that one. So it's he was offside a, when the first when ball was When De Gea kicked the ball, yeah. he was offside. Right. Then yeah. When Bruno got but, the apparent flick, he was onside, but Bruno didn't flick it. Oh. Well, I don't understand. How does it get... How does how does it get referred to VAR and yet they're looking at the flick? Flick. Hansy. Hansy. Um, <laughs> the non-flick. We are... I can see, and I don't know however many else uh, people who have seen it agree, I can see that he ain't touched it. So how does VAR think that he has touched it and it's not okay to be a goal? They said it's not a, it's not clear and obvious. They can't guarantee that he's not touched it with the bottom of his boot. Or, that's why they didn't that's why they didn't intervene because they could not be sure that he didn't touch it. Oh my god. Wow. But it is it, it, I mean but it's a bit like a it's a bit it's a bit like that's getting vowed and binned, isn't it? Oh, it's that. a bit like a touching ball in snooker. It was I don't think he touched it, but it it was close. But right, John was, fucking hell, there was no deviation. Of the ball it, it was offside. I thought, oh, don't. But do you know what? I'm buzzing. Cavani's finally got the score in front of fans at Old Trafford. I mean, it was, oh, lo- it was, it was a lovely, great moment. finish. 
Great finish. Oh, like, goal. Yeah, goal. Goal. And we yeah. should and we should and we should have battered them. Honestly, we should have absolutely tore them in a <gasps> sorry, I thought Leicester were gonna go two two. Um uh, yeah, we um Greenwood could have had a we, yeah it, the game was very comfortable. But again, it's what it's such a cliche thing. But if you don't if you don't kill the game off, it happens all the time. Teams get back into it as long as they can stay in the game. Especially in the, that, in the Premier League as well. If you don't take your chances, yeah, you, you get punished. What yeah. would he equalise, Jonesy? Because I obviously haven't seen any of it because I was watching Brian, Leeds. Brian, wasn't it? Joe Bryan. Yeah, Joe Bryan. The Bryan's first goal. First league. It's his first goal since the playoffs. Fucking hell. He's barely played, has he, since they come up? Again, VAR looked at that. Why the fuck was they looking at that for so long? That was clear that it was not offside. No, Wan-Bissaka was poor then. Wan-Bissaka was the one that played him on, if anything. And then, I don't know why he was running in. I always think, listen, he must know know that Brian's behind him. Mm. Maybe I expect too much from these professionals, but no, why but are you turning for him? He's not turning his shoulder though, Carl. As oh, as, as, a, me. as yeah, I know, but as as a right back, so when the ball's coming in from that side, yes, you've got to be running towards your goal, but you've got to, you've got to turn your shoulder a bit and know what's on you. You've got to know where your man is. Yeah. But he's running to Lindelof's marking yeah, no, no one. No one wants to defend properly anymore. Well, but and and Wambasaka is the definition of defending. That's what he. That's all he can do. He's pony, mate. I, I don't know why you lot blow so much smoke up his ass. I don't rate him at all. I think, uh, defending is not man. He's not a no one better in the prem for defending. No, one on one defending, Carl. Sorry. Yeah, one on one defending. I'll give you that. He's no. He's, he's good. Quick. He's, yeah, he's good at one on one defending because a lot of people can't get past him with pace. Without, like, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't say he's and great he's at with... defending. He's not great positionally. No, he's pony. No, I, I like Alice Reject. Top draw. But I think he's top draw. But he, 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 was, he was at fault there, definitely. Did you see? So the referee tonight for Fulham Man United was Lee Mason. Have you heard what's happening with him now? No. He's VAR now. Isn't he? Transplant. That was his final game tonight. He's no longer yeah. a referee. He's now a dedicated VAR referee. Oh, oh, fuck. Him, of all people. You never get yeah. into never again. The biggest so Gary, calamity I've seen all season, and they put him in charge of VAR. Yeah, so when so when that came up, that came up on screen that this is his final game. Wow. Gary, Gary Neville was like straight from the frying pan into the fire, yeah? Because <laughs> he's gone <laughs> to now VAR. Like, gone, gone at everyone's hopes of VAR improving then. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh. Liability in they these lot, unbelievable. Oh, it's all kicking off here, boys. Yeah, but um, also it's Leicester Chelsea game. Yeah, I'm a little bit but behind I, you, boys, because I'm if, on a if, totally leave. If the result was on the deck, if the result stays like this, tonight's result don't give a, don't matter because we're second. Good, all <laughs> the best for Liverpool. Keep fighting for fourth, boys. Hey, um, which you ain't gonna get. We, we need top, we need Tottenham to do us a favour. We'll move on, boys, anyway. Um, yeah, thank you. We'll move on to the other game of, of tonight, which was Southampton nil, Leeds United 2. Um, yet again, similar sort of to to the, the Burnley game where Southampton came out the blocks on fire. They they, they looked really sharp early on. Um, went for about sort of half an hour where they, they, they were sort of in control, really. Um, they looked quite dangerous. 
But even though that they they looked dangerous, they never had a shot on goal. We contained them to a point. Do you know what I mean? They could only get so far, and then we we would get in, and Urente or Phillips would 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 nip in and, and take the ball from them. So it never really got to the stage where the keeper had to make a save, which was very fucking handy because they dropped Melier tonight and played Kiko Casilla. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he didn't have a save to make was very beneficial because if he did, we'd have fucking lost. Um, but yeah, the, the other thing like with it as well, look, we made quite a lot of changes tonight and I think it took us pretty much the first half to get that under our belt before we got going. Um, he, he, he's let Robin Cock and Matthias Click leave early um, for this season to get themselves ready for the Euros because they've both had knocks through the season and they're like only just sort of getting back. You don't want to risk them. So I thought that was a, a really nice touch from Bielsa to, to do that. Mm, um, yeah. To sort of say to him, look, go and get yourselves ready for the Euros, boys. Like You, you don't have to come in to, to full parts to train or, or be available for games. We sort of let you get ready, which which was nice. Um, so again, like we, we've made we made a couple of changes. We put um, Rodrigo started tonight, and and Liam Cooper came back in, and um, and then at half time we made two changes. We we took Calvin Phillips and Diego Llorente off at half time, and brought on Pascal Strike and Gaetano Berardi made his Premier League debut for Leeds. He's not played all season. He's been out. He's been out since the second. From last game, last season, um, he busted his knee. I think it was the derby game, like the penultimate game of the season, he busted his knee. So like, even when we got crowned champions and that, he's bowling around on crutches and that, he, he really fucked his knee up. And um, yeah, he made his, made his debut today, which was brilliant because he was actually out of contract last season. Um, and a lot of players during that time were sort of refusing to play because uh, they didn't want to risk getting injured because of the whole extension of contracts with COVID. But he, he played regardless. He was like, I'm fucking like, committed to the cause. And we give him an extra year's contract to like reward him and said, you've got an extra year. We'll get you recovered and back fit. Um, and yeah, he capped it off today by coming on. And he was a fucking rock uh, uh, in the second half. He was brilliant, mate. Him and, that, and Strike were fucking class together. So, is, he, is, he, is his contract done now? Then is it after? I the think season? he's out of contract again. Yeah, but um, oh, right. yeah, it's a weird one, really. Like, emotions aside, he's probably not going to get any games moving yeah. forward. But I'd love to see him stay at the club in some capacity. He's he's a legend at Leeds. I love, I love the man, and he's uh, yeah. I'd love for him to sort of stick around in in some capacity, but. Whether or not that happens is an, is another question, but um, yeah. And other than that, I thought like I spoke to my dad after the game, and I said from about a quarter of an hour into the second half, Rodrigo was just pulling strings. He was completely dominant. Um, he was back in the number ten tonight, and he, he ran the game second half. Uh, he was just spreading the ball left, right, and centre. Rafinha was having a lot of luck as well down the right. And um, yeah, we we had him on toast the second half. Paddy Bamford gets a gets another goal. Um, should have had a penalty as well, but because he didn't go down with the contact, they didn't give it, and 
he's like I said to you boys before we recorded, he, he's brought up the, the question of do I have to dive then? Do I have to go down to get something? It's the whole point of what VAR is for, isn't it? To check if there's contact and that you shouldn't have to throw yourself down. But they pretty much confirm that you have to do that to get anything. Um, and then the Welsh wizard, Tyler Roberts, I've been getting on his back pretty much throughout the season. And I was talking to my mate at work today saying that probably going to have to move the man on at the end of the year because he's not contributing any goals or whatever. But I was so fucking pleased for him. He got his goal in the last minute today and you could see how much it meant to him. He, he's celebrated like he's won, won the FA Cup. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's gone mental. He obviously, yeah, the pressure was mounting on him. And um, the players' reaction towards him as well was great. They they celebrated with him again like because uh, they knew how much it meant and it was... It was a lovely touch. I was I was well pleased for the for the guy, um, and and the other thing I just before we get on to our baller of the week and donkey of the week, like these broadcasting firms, your, your BT Sports and Sky Sports, they need to change their rhetoric when it comes to Leeds United because every single game that we're on telly, without fail, soon as the ball goes out for a corner. Or as soon as there's a free kick in our half, the graphic comes up of, oh, they've conceded however many goals from set pieces this season. They're very weak at set pieces. Oh, this could be dangerous. There's another goal looming. They've got their shit at defending set pieces. In the last 10 games, we've conceded one goal from a fucking set piece. It's a different team. That whole first half of the season, we'd signed two new centre-halves in Urente and Cock. They were both out injured. Plus, Pascal Stroud had never played at this level and was learning the ropes. It's a different fucking team now. Since we've had our defence, we're not conceding them them goals from set pieces. So, change the fucking record. They're so lazy with their research and their journalism. It's yeah, it just it winds me up a little bit. But one of them. Black and white don't lie, mate. What's that, mate? Black and white don't lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like going into the last game of the season now, West Brom, I'd like to see a few sort of emotional changes. I'd love to see Pablo start the game to sort of end his career at Leeds in front of, albeit a reduced crowd, in front of the fans. Um, I'd like to see Berardi start as well and, and a, a few of the others just to give him a sort of bit of a run out. And um yeah, give them a bit of a send off, which would be nice. And um, yeah, the, the, like that. Our last ten games now, we've only lost one in our last ten. And in that time, we've played Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, and Tottenham. So our form is right up there. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty good end end to the season. So much for it's that to burnout that everyone talks about. Eh? Um, yeah. But yeah, so let's move on now, boys, to our baller of the week. Donkey of the week, we will uh, nominate and go from there. So, first one in is baller of the week, and we will start with Kyle. Well, the obvious ones are Ferran Torres, probably for the Hattie, and it was a decent Hattie as well. Hey. I know, and obviously, and obviously, Allison for the, scoring a goal. I really don't want to choose a City or Liverpool player. So I'm going to have to go with that. Goal and two assists? 
Just saying. Well, I, yeah, but Leeds ain't much better, are they? But I'm going to go with Rodrigo because I've always liked him. And he's been in, he's been a very stop-start season for him. Like He's been in and out. And he's in my dream team as well. I was hoping he'd fucking put me to the top of that league, but he didn't. But yeah, no, you know, he's come back and he's scoring a few goals. So, you know, he's back from the injury. I'm going to have to go, have to go Rodrigo, really. Pretty, yeah. I'm buzzing with that. I'm all over it. Well done, Carl. Cheers, mate. Um, Matty, over to you, mate. There's only one winner, Alison. I don't even have to speak about it. I mean, just because you, your your hatred for Liverpool is just cloudy. Can't think of Oh, hold on. All I've heard from you lot is, oh, I ain't voting for Bale. I ain't voting for Bale for got ball. What's Bale done? What's what's he done? He's got a hat trick against shit team. <laughs> Bale got bowled one week, didn't he? Yeah, but I didn't give him ball up. I no, exactly. Me, you you, you yeah, wouldn't but... have voted him because you're Arsenal. Exactly. Listen, well, mate, it's, his, it's his vote. Leave him alone. It's his vote. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to... Yeah, there's nothing really to say apart from Alisson. It says it all. That don't happen every week. So, yeah. No, there is that. And obviously, with what he's gone through this season, ups and downs and, you know, tragically using his, losing his dad, that, that is... Uh, that, there's only one winner for me, yeah. Alisson. Sorry. Fair play. Well, speaking of not being able to pick Alison, we go to you, Greg. He's one of your boys, so you, you can't nominate him, mate. So, bollocks. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I mean, I went with Ferran Torres because yeah. even his hat trick obviously happened before the Liverpool game, and that his first goal, that flick, was just yeah, it's unreal. Um, another handsy. Um, yeah, so I went with Torres, Man City. Dave. Yeah, I was again. I was tempted with Rodrigo for the same reasons, and then obviously with Torres, with very decent hat trick, he pipped into that. But then, like you say, Allison, you can't you can't look past a keeper with a header like that. Unreal, glorious header. It was magnificent header. So yeah, um, Alison. Alison. So that leaves Allison with two nominations: uh, Torres with one and Rodrigo with one. I am not allowed to pick Rodrigo because he's one of my boys. Um, I'm not picking Torres either. And I'm also not picking Alisson. I'm going for the one and only Joe Linton. (laughs) Good penalty. Great penalty. It's a very good penalty, to be fair. I've already said from the start of the season, whenever Joe Linton scores, he's my baller of the week. So I'm sticking with it. Joe Linton. You're letting your love for Steve Bruce get in the way there. <laughs> Joel from Linton. Joel Linton. He's, uh, yeah, he, he's my boy. Quite important week. striker, isn't he, Joe Linton? Mate, he's prolific. Absolutely prolific, the boy. Um, I've actually so, yeah. got a vision. I reckon next season he might be all right. I've got a funny feeling. He like, got Tottenham to replace Kane. They're bag about 60 <laughs> mil on him. <laughs> um uh. But yeah, it didn't didn't affect the the voting. I would have voted for Allison, but uh, for comedy value, I thought I'd go with Joe. Um, so yeah, Allison Becker with the baller of the week and thoroughly deserved. What a header! Yeah, well, well done, Allison. Um, what he does deserve it. He does. She does. Yeah. He's such a mug. We'll now go on to our our donkey of the week, and I will start with you this time, Dave. Um, I'm gonna have to go Valioski because <laughs> you, you defended you defended it well with the whole Peppa Pig thing. But it, I'm, I'm on 
with all the pissing off Dwight McNeil, but it's just how it went down with minimal contact. It just reminded me of when he got Pepe sent off. <laughs> so I'm sorry, it always all come back. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. To, to be honest, you could nominate him for his shot that he had that went out for a throw-in and all. That was, uh, that was, that was something to behold. Um, I can't believe you voted for Gianni Alioski. Bang out of order. Um, Jonesy, we're going with you, mate. <laughs> I actually couldn't think of a donkey. I'm just, I'm just going to have to go to Everton. Just hold a bang for losing at home to Sheffield United. You know, I was... <laughs> I, I know exactly how they feel. I know exactly how they feel, but we lost at home to Sheffield United. But yeah, I wanted to hold, hold a bang for United that week. Yeah, Everton, really. Just... Yeah. Shout out to the youngster, Jefferson. Yeah, fair play to him. Um, I should have gone with him, actually. I'm going to go with mine next. And I'm actually going to going to go with you, Jack. I was going to go Ancelotti for the, for the same reason. Like They've they've got an opportunity to, to get in Europe, like the best chance they've had in a long, long time. And all they've got to do is fucking one of the things, they've got to beat Sheffield United and they get turned over by them. So... But yeah, I'll, I'll I'll change it just to sort of go in line with you, and I, I'm going to go Everton as well, Everton Football Club. I can change mine to Ancelotti if you want. <laughs> Either or Everton as a whole, yeah, that'd do. Um, Matty, yeah, this was a toss-up between Jorginho and Everton. To be fair, for the same re- well, Everton for the same reasons, but yeah, I think it's poor. I think the media. In the early part of the season, they were fucking arse licking Everton for absolute fun. How about no one mentions how much dough this football oh. spent? They've spent ten times more money than we have. I'm yeah, sure that Farhead Mashiri is so minted, mate. I, but yeah, I mean, like you said, best chance they've had of getting in Europe since well, I don't even know when. Yeah, and that result's perfect. Sheffield United have got nothing to play for, apart from maybe a minor bit of pride. I was going to go Jorginho because of what happened in the Arsenal-Chelsea game, but I don't think that warrant... It was a poor move, but he's played all right since then and he played all right this evening as well. So, yeah, I'm happy to go with Everton. Yeah, that'll do me. Fair play. Gory. Well, do you know what? They're, they're obviously... They've won it. Terrible. But, my no, my, my donkey is Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, I want to change mine and all. <laughs> do you know what? I'll tell you what, right? That Lacazette meter of the scream, what Fernandez, what he done the other day, screaming on the pitch because Fabinho fucking went near him. (laughs) Fuck off, rat boy. He was pissed off, wasn't he? He was getting beat. That's it. He just couldn't cope. That's what you do. Oh, yeah, no. He's fucking bad. You're, You're right. I agree with you, Greg. I fucking hate that. <laughs> He's second though. You're fucking fifth. Fuck off. But um, <laughs> yeah, well, well, that that finishes that anyway, boys. So Everton win donkey of the week. It's a good one for you, Greg, isn't it? You got Everton as donkey and Allison as uh, yeah as baller. So um, yeah, it's a nice little turnaround for you. So before we end the episode, we're just gonna go over to our predictions. So this week, top scorer. It's me. Oh. I've, ba- I've bagged 11 points. Um, He's off the bottom, surely. So, <laughs> Southampton Leeds tonight was was the five-pointer for me. I, I had 2-0. I had 2-1. I got that spot on. Matty, yeah, you had, you had the 2-1 uh, instead. 
So I was the only one to get, get an exact score um, this, this week. Next top scorers were Boyle and Dave Scott with six points. And Greg and Kyle got four points each. So it leaves the table in fifth place, bottom of the league. It's fucking still me. No. What the money Gets 11 points and stays bottom. <laughs> 51 points I'm on, yeah. But now is when it gets interesting. It's close so now. In fourth, well, joint third is Dave, Scott and Kyle on 52 points. Oh, so you're only a point ahead of me, boys. Then it makes a little bit of a jump up to second place. Matty with 60 points. So he's eight points ahead of you, boys. And then four points ahead of him in first is Greg. Still maintaining first place. So, um, it leaves it interesting, boys, because we're wow, now going into the now. last week of predictions. So... We we need a bit of a turnaround for some of us, but luckily there's six fixtures to pick from again. Um, yeah, chance. So, so we get yeah we we've got we've got a chance. You just never know. So you might have to be a bit tactical with with your picks though, and go against the grain to sort of make some ground up here, lads. But uh, what we're gonna do is I'm gonna start. I'm gonna go in the order of the positions of the league. For each fixture, as a, as, a, as a tactical uh, thing, so people can sort of not just the people that are above can't just copy the people <laughs> below to stay ahead. So Ooh, we're, we're going to well do that. One. So first fixture is Palace versus Arsenal. So we we'll start with you, Greg. Two new Arsenal. Boyle. My heart's telling me Arsenal, but my head's telling me draw one all. <clears throat> Jonesy. Desmond. Two two. Dave. Two one Arsenal. What? <laughs> this is nothing, bro. Oi, this is horrible. It's going to be close come the end of it for sure. I've, I've got to go for Palace, haven't I? 1-0 Palace. I've got to go against the grain, boys. Yeah. If, if it comes off, I'm laughing. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. 1-0 yeah. Palace. Um, the next one, Burnley-Liverpool. Greg, over to you. Bearing in mind, you've now pretty much going to struggle for top four. It's not in your hands. Mm. Um, 2-1 Liverpool. Boyle. This is tough. One nil Liverpool. Jonesy. What, who is, who's playing again? Sorry, was it Burnley? Burnley Liverpool. Ah, oh, listen, Leeds are just pumped and Leeds have absolutely pumped. It. That doesn't mean Liverpool are going to pump them though, does it? How do they react? Three, 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 one Liverpool. Oh, this is horrible. Now we'll have to go Burnley. Um, Dave. Liverpool. What was that? Sorry, two 0 Liverpool. Oh, you bastards! You haven't got to though. You haven't. You don't need yeah, to. Yeah, I know. It's clever. It's a good ploy because if it does backfire, it'll be it'll just race straight 
three out of two. I'll win. Ah, fuck me. I'm going to... Oh, Burnley is shite. <laughs> fuck it. One all. I'm going for the draw. Um, next one, Arsenal, Brighton. Greg? <laughs> this is a tough game for us. Trust me. There is a big game as well, mate. Arsenal home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me how it works when they read the team out first. It's going to be the home team that read out first. I want to make sure. I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah. mate, Luke. Um, I'm going to go Desmond. <laughs> oh, but Brighton are their bogey. Oh, Brighton have just won against City as well, haven't they? We beat, we beat them at the Amex. Thanks very much. Well, where's this game then? At the Emirates. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> you dick. Saudi um, <laughs> <Down the> Arabia. <laughs> Boy, over to you, mate. <laughs> 2-1 Arsenal. Just scrapage. Jonesy. I'll tell you what, we'll go with, we'll go with Dave Scott, actually, because you and Jonesy are level, anyway. you? Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to go 1-1. Jonesy. 2-1 Arsenal. Bearing in mind, they have just beat Man City as well. Yeah, they're tired, mate. <laughs> one nil Brighton. Ooh. I've got, I've got to do it. I've just, I've got to go bold, didn't I? Yeah, you're, 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 you're yeah, you got, you got to go Steve, in you? Shit yeah. or bust, mate. Yeah. Um, Gory Leeds versus West Brom. That's oh, a pumping. It's an absolute pumping. You said you thought Liverpool were going to pump them, and they didn't. I said 2 2, mate. I didn't say they're pumping about that. 3 0 to Leeds. 3 0. Boyle. 3 1 Leeds. Dave. 1 0 Leeds. Leeds in L. It's resounding. Jonesy. 3 2 Leeds. See, this is the one I'm not going against the grain because I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what did, what's the score now? and this, and this yeah. would be the one that I should have <laughs> this would be the one we lose and all the others yeah. would be fucking oh what have we got in and so we've got 3-0 3-1 3-2 1-0 oh 4-0 leads um, Liverpool Palace Greg mm. front of the fans last game of the season got no fringe got no fringe um, right let's do 3-1 Liverpool Oilo what's this Liverpool, Liverpool Palace, Palace. Um, who's it don't ask who's on 4-1 Liverpool Jonesy 5-1 Liverpool. 5-0. Sorry, 5-0. No, I'll take your first answer. <laughs> I hope it's 5-1 now. It'd be fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dave. 3-0 Liverpool. Just to be a shit house, I'm going 5-1 Liverpool. And <laughs> take to score. Yeah. Last minute consolation to bring home the five points for me. Um, right, last one in. Wolves, Man United. Greg. 
Oh, um, Wolves are fucking shit at the minute. 2 0 United. Boyle. 3 uh, 1 United. Dave. 3 0 United. Kyle. I'm going against my team and I have to because I think we've got a game on Wednesday. So I don't think he's going to be anything silly. I'm going. I'm going 2 1 Wolves. Oh. And I don't like doing it, but I don't think he's going to put out a strong team at all. Yeah. The last time you've done that, you beat Leicester. No, we didn't. We lost to Leicester. Good luck, though. Well, good, good guess. Did you win? Did you play better though? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go against the ground. I'm going to have to go to a draw and I'm going to go nil nil. Nil nil draw. I'm not watching that game. If that's, I'll tell you what, it, uh, it will be a ball, a nil nil ball, won't it? Yeah, it's going to be dreadful. Usual scum game. But yeah, that, that sort of brings us to a close on it anyway, boys. We'll, um, we're will we going to do a special episode, which we're going to record at the on Thursday this week. So I'm going to release it on Monday. It um, goes against our usual schedule, but I'm going to release it on Monday. And what it's going to be is uh, we're all going to pick our Euros squad for England. So it's 26-man squad, boys. We get the extra three places this time. So get drafting up your squads and we will sort of brainstorm it on, on the pod. And what we'll do is we'll all put our squads forward and then the players that we all have in common will be in. And then we'll all have to agree to fill the rest of the squad up with the, the remaining players that we will pick we all have to come to an agreement as to who gets in. So it's like a unanimous choice sort of thing. Um, and then we'll come up with our only football fans England squad and put it out there the day before the official squad gets released. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to that, boys. Um, so, yeah, look look out for that, uh, which will be coming on Monday. Uh, also, the second part of the Leon Constantine interview is going to be released on Friday so um, yeah look out for that as well and um, yeah we'll go from there but uh, until next time guys thank you for listening if you're watching on YouTube subscribe to the channel and slap a like on the video and uh, rate and review on podcast platforms if you're listening so uh, yeah till next time guys all the best <laughs>